0: You ready? Let's hit it. Let's
1: recording recording, recording.
0: recording. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome
2: to another episode of the Sober Swole Podcast. My name is Jake Howard. Woo!
0: And I go by DJ Squirrel. Chocolate
2: and vanilla swirl. And before we get started, I'd love to give a shout out to Royalty Nutrition to help me out with that. As always, here he is, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Hey, it's Warhorse. Do you want your workouts to look like this? Or do you want your workouts to slay? When Warhorse picks his pre workout, he wants it to slay. If you want second place, Go with somebody else. If you wanna be a champion, go with
2: Royalty Nutrition. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Royalty Nutrition is a veteran-owned and operated supplement company that doesn't automatically go to use the cheapest ingredients possible while making their supplements for you. Check them out. Use the discount code 37-H-A-K-E to save you 15% on your entire order. My next shout-out of the evening will be to Gorilla Gains. That's Gorilla Dash Gains with a Z. Com. They are a fitness apparel company that you can work comfortably in and out of the gym. They also make great equipment that helps keep you safe while you train. Check them out. Use the discount code Jake15 to save you 15% on that order as well. My last shout-out of the evening will be to me. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Check out patreon.com backslash You'll get to see my training logs, uh, blog posts, uh, rants about things, and uh, a solo show called... Cake Rants, which is a solo podcast that I go and I speak on a subject, a single subject for 10 to 15 minutes. Check that out and support your boy, DJ Swirl. Tell them about that buy-to-buy empire.
0: They say teamwork makes the dream work, but what about the nightmare? From your landlord to your dashboard. Sometimes life don't play fair. If you lack time, got a bad spine, we're here to support you. Giving peace of mind from the time you buy until we say goodbye. 602345C04 something, to buy to buy. 602345 c for something, to buy to buy. That's right. Fast, friendly, on-demand, moving, delivery, staging, TV mounting, and assembly. We are buy-to-buy. When it comes to the business of Rather Not Anomics, would you rather do it yourself and invest your time, effort, and attention, or would you just simply give us money and tell us do it? That's basically what buy-to-buy is. Uh, What you are seeing here is buy-to-buy studios. We are high-quality, low-stress, remote-controlled. We help you elevate your presence online from the simple stuff. Posts, reels, and stories all the way to this. What you see here? Full fledged live streaming. Uh yes, buy to buy studios. You can reach us everywhere you are at buy forward slash studios. Jake, what are we talking about tonight?
2: I want to talk about the spaghetti sauce incident. <laughs> so um we the way life's working, we've been taking a couple a week on and off in between recording and doing the show. So uh, a couple weeks ago, I was at the Humble gig and uh, pulling stuff off of the backstock shelves to get ready to go out on the floor. And I'm up on top of this ladder cart. And I'm moving heavy boxes around to get to a certain thing. And the box I grab is heavy as shit. And it's a bunch of spaghetti sauce. And as I'm moving it, it slips out of my hands and drops all over the floor. Glass shatters, sauce everywhere. So I go and I grab a, a big dustpan. I scoop up the box and stuff. And then I go set that on the uh, scan this out and throw it away card. I go get a mop. I fucking mop everything up, get all the glass up that I can, finish my uh, my task. I spend the whole rest of the shift working, this, you know, standard eight-hour shift with an uh, hour-long lunch break in the middle. And um, at the end of the night, the boss says, hey, you broke this. Throw it in the trash compactor. And I said, okay. So I get up on it, and I'm trying to, like, hug this without hugging it too hard because I'll get spaghetti sauce all over me. <laughs> and... So I have it like cradled, like a, like, you know, carrying a football kind of, but it's a big box and I'm walking it and I'm walking, and I walk into the mouth of the compactor. I go to set it up on the lip of the thing so I can just, just push it down this chute. And my God, this box disintegrates right as I pick it up. And again, glass and spaghetti sauce everywhere, except this time it's all down my pants it's on my shoes, it's all over the wall, it's all over the floor. And the worst part about this was my team boss was standing there and then the boss that oversees everyone was standing behind him. Jeez. It's okay. She got a picture of it. And uh <laughs> So I I get that I get that scooped up and cleaned up and Yeah, so i uh, I was covered in it's covered in sauce.
0: So, do you normally bring extra clothes to work?
2: No, oh, okay. no, I do not.
0: So, how does that work do. with your uh, like? You're you're not. What's your drive time like to work?
2: Half hour, forty five minutes, depending on traffic.
0: Oh, okay, and so after you spill spaghetti all over yourself. Sauce so you so over yourself. You clean up yeah. as best as you, whatever that means, and then mm-hmm. you're sitting there looking like the Kool Aid Man doing what? Just pissed. Just, just pissed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, looking back on it, it's like if I was if I was someone else who saw that, that's the funniest thing I've seen. Especially knowing oh. that I broke the same box of spaghetti sauce twice. In the same shift no doubt that's that's hilarious
0: so how does who do you have to bargain with to get the video for that so we can put that on AFE
2: oh I'll, you know what I could probably talk to uh I could probably talk to Brad or Jimmy and we can I can see I'll see what I can do
0: because I mean aside from we talked about uh, me Crashing and burning on a scooter um, when I first started my hu- my side gig, and the road rash that I got as a result of it—like it knocked the wind out of me. I <laughs> I was messed up, and then I had to ride who I scoot. I had to scoot back to my truck just to get start to get washed up. I, I I had gravel in my arm for like fifteen minutes, and so I know that video is floating around there somewhere, whether it's on the dark web or you know someone's actually. <laughs> cropped it and made it into a funny thing but if I had access to that it would be a it would make the show I would at least get a t-shirt but oh yeah I think this deserves that as well Uh, I I completely agree and you said that there was somebody on staff that had a nickname as a result of doing the same thing
2: okay it was (laughs) so at the end of the night after everything is done and ready to go we pull stuff out so the next shift can take over and put it up. Yep. Um. About four months before this, there was a, a a young man named Chris who was pulling a pallet out, and it's his first time ever pulling a pallet out on the floor. Oh. And so you have to really, before you really have to look at your pallet and see what it is and see where stuff's loose, so you know how fast you can pull, how fast you can turn. It's its just, it's something you learn, right? And um, he obviously didn't uh, inspect his uh, stacked pallet too well. Right. So as he was pulling stuff out on the floor, uh, a box collapses on the pallet. And he, there was a bunch of spaghetti sauce on top of this pallet, and it fell off and crashed all over the floor. Of course I'm walking right behind him and this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. So from then on out I just called him Spaghetti Chris. Oof. He's been Spaghetti Chris since then all the other guys call him Spaghetti Chris. There's There's two Chrises. There's one there's young Chris who's a senior in high school and then there's Spaghetti Chris. So you know you have to you have to differentiate. Sure. And Man, man, oh, man. Did I get karma come back on me for the Spaghetti Chris nickname?
0: So was Spaghetti Chris present?
2: No, he wasn't there. I okay. told him, I told him the next day. I said, no. hey, man, just so
0: you know. So are you now Spaghetti Jake? No, he's still Spaghetti Chris he's because still- I got <laughs> well, that's, that's 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 cool. You got that working relationship uh yeah how long into knowing him did you make that distinction did you give him that nickname he said it first, was right his, at his first shift
2: well, the first time it wasn't his first shift but like it was like the first time he pulled something out on the floor and it broke like that yeah and so <laughs> this fits <laughs> I mean,
0: so when you talked about trying to put the uh the box into the compactor it makes me think of like those power competitions where they have those giant balls and they lift them up. It feels like that's the same kind of technique that you would use to get that up there. So do you need, you, is that something you need to add to your training regimen now?
2: <laughs> yeah. Just do the, uh, the stone lifts.
0: Yeah. Get that extra lift. I'm <sighs> just thinking like, cause I need to start doing some kind of strength training for basketball. Because my body is finito when I'm done playing, man. And we've been short-staffed pretty much. We've been undermanned most games that I've played. I think that the most that i played with, there was nine guys on the... So we had bench, right? The last three games, we've had at least... We've had at most seven people. And of those seven, one of them wasn't supposed to play. They just filled in because we had no depth. So I'm still running. These are 20-minute halves, man. I'm playing a solid 30 minutes in these games. So, and with these games being at nine o'clock and I'm waking up at four in the morning, like I need to target something, some things. So that way, mm-hmm. you know, I at least build up some protection around it. Cause I, sh- I showed you the, the gash I have from just playing with my dog. I, mm-hmm. and I had a, my, the post from last Thursday was my elbow. Cause it got cut and I had blood on my elbow. and I didn't know until the end of the game. And it was, I look like I'm, Complaining about not getting fouls And I have a bloody elbow It's like It doesn't just happen (laughs) So But uh, Yeah In terms of the The stone lifting Like I haven't done anything Yet This season To like seriously hurt myself But like Popping my hamstring Last season Definitely could have You know Prevented that With some With some lifting But um, Like I said we, like we, we discussed before this, I've been posting my basketball videos. And so, you know, mm-hmm. at this point, if you don't post it, it doesn't happen. So I, I'm critical of people like LeBron and just people that are just in the lexicon. Um, just based off of my experience, and I've seen enough quality basketball to know what it looks like. And I've been decent at some point. I was decent at one point in my life. So um, it's not that I can't, it's just that I, I don't. And so... Um, this is where I do. And so I've been showing it and it's funny because people have been reacting to it outside of just the engagement online. When I see people in face to face, they're like, "Oh, so you like playing basketball, huh? Uh, yeah, I made a couple of videos. And so, um, actually the, uh, the originator of our group, uh, KJ Hoffman, uh, with premier home loans, he, uh, he's like, he's, I think two inches taller than me. And he's recently engaged getting married at the end of this year. And so he's like talking about how he needs to get back in shape. And he's like, he's like, I saw you playing, you're posting your videos, man. I love them. He said, uh, he goes, I play, I used to play ball. He's like, if you ever want to go up, I was like, uh, I've got a 35 plus league. You want to start running? He goes, it's a good way to get in shape. So, um, just by posting my videos, you know, I'm getting an additional icebreaker, if anything, to just have another conversation with people. And so hopefully me and KJ mm-hmm. will be able to, to add value to our team and. Cause we're both kind of built the same way. And so it's yeah. like, he's like, I'm a tall shooter. And so people always put me down low and box and put me on the box. I was like, hate that shit. <laughs> so, you know, we have the same kind of, so if we're subbing for one another, especially like, I might've found a sub literally for my squad. And so when I sit down or when we're both not on the floor, we have the element at all times. And so um, it's just cool to be able to have that conversation um, but like I said, I'm just trying to bring some level of swollenness to the show because, as not as someone not being in fitness professionally or you know having aspirations like that, it's uh I just want to bring the balance.
2: Well, I mean somebody's got to. I've had to take a uh, I've had to take another week off, man. Yeah. It's uh, it's just I think it's just because the weather's changing, and that it's gonna that's gonna be it is what it is until death happens, but. Man, my my back has been just screwy, just freaking pain, shooting up in it, and, like, I'm living off, you know, 1,600 milligrams of
0: ibuprofen twice a day, and... Twice a day, dog? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, that doesn't sound healthy.
2: Well, it's once in the morning. I'm drinking lots of water. Still, I'm still eating, you know, clean for the most part. Then... At about uh, three or four, I'll do it again, and then will carry me through the.
0: You remind me of those commercials, those Advil commercials, where they'd be like, you can either take four of these, or you can take one of these. That <laughs> yeah. You've but, reached that point.
2: but the clinical dose that elicit, elicits the anti-inflammation spot uh, reaction of Motrin, ibuprofen, 1600 milligrams so it's simply more
0: it's just so if that's eight pills got gotcha. you i do that so, twice <laughs> and how long have you been doing that about a week oh so it's not something you do all the time
1: no no no, to... no 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 no
0: no so that's, that's how you make you that's how you make your liver fall out your asshole man Is okay, that, okay uh, no no i'm just <laughs> trying to establish some barometers here uh no i'm just,
2: just i'm, like, just, I'm just trying to keep here. the I'm just trying to keep the inflammation low. Um, I'm wearing my back brace at work.
0: Is this stemming Is... from your previous injury?
2: Yes, okay. definitely.
0: So it's just flaring up.
2: Yeah, this it has to be related to that car wreck, man.
0: Gotcha. So, um,
2: so, and it's not like, and even out here in the gym, I'm always wearing my belt. If, yeah. I, if I'm doing any body movement, over 135 pounds, the belt's on, period. Nice. You know, what about bracing your core? No, suck it. Like, that. <laughs> like, sure, I could still deadlift and squat 315 beltless, but why? Like, what do, I'm not. Yeah. Why?
0: Well, I was just so, thinking, like, I wore my back brace during, during the scooter, swapping batteries. And so on Monday, I serviced 90 plus units. So 67 of those were swaps. So just double that number. So I touched at least 125 batteries. That means that I deadlifted them or, you know, picked them, picked them up at least to my waist and then probably to my chest in order to get it into the container and then up and around and inside, you know. So, like, the the striations on my on my wrist right now, it's like Popeye level. Like, I don't get it. But I know that it's from those because those things weigh 14 pounds each. So just think, one hundred twenty. Just touches. Then I had to exchange those dead batteries for fresh ones. And so I left with another 70 plus fresh ones, which means I had to take out those 90 that I took care of or those 70 that I took care of. So you look, so again, you're doubling math. So, like in terms of reps, bro, like 14 pounds 400 times. (laughs) I just did the math. I'm like, okay, that's why you're so fucking tired, man. Because that's a lot. And I'm 40, and that's not including the the steps I'm taking, to the scooters, back to the you know the vehicle. If I'm oh, and I was riding a scooter the whole time, that's why I'm burning 12, 1500 calories a morning. Like, I don't know what that means in terms of training, in terms of you know weight training and you know targeting and specifics like that, but feels pretty. I don't want to say it's high level, but it feels it doesn't feel lazy. I know that much. So, um, And then my uh, my bike trailer malfunctioned. And so the arm that extends out, it basically just bent. And so I was on second in Washington going over a, or going. Um, and I, w- I didn't even go over the curb. Like I went on the access point and it just starts dragging. Sparks start flying. <laughs> I'm like, awesome. There's 15 batteries in the back. 15 times 14 pound wise. So I've got to lift that up and make it work. And luckily my truck was the next block over. So I didn't have to go far, but I'm scraping and making noise at five o'clock in the morning downtown Phoenix. So uh, I've got to get that repaired. So that's, you know, we're talking about all the ouches and all the accidents we've been doing and taking. Um, did I mention my daughter on here already? You have not. Okay, because I know that we spoke on this before. and It's only 20 minutes, but when we get going, time starts flying. Um it do. So we were just kind of set this up, and, we, and you know, Jake was telling us. He was writing out his uh, explanation for what happened with the spaghetti sauce incident. And so I just started thinking about, like, all of the accidents and the unnecessary injuries we take on. And so tonight... We watched the finale of a game show called The Floor, um, and I a couple of weeks ago I mentioned that this woman, based off of her position on the game, that she had a good chance of going to the end because no one had challenged her. Long story short, she wound up making to the end, and I made a side bet with my daughter because you know I grew up watching Wheel of Fortune, and my dad would bet us Dairy Queen if we could solve more puzzles than him. And I was overweight as a middle schooler for a reason. (laughs) And uh, so we're playing this game, but she wanted ice cream. She always wants ice cream. I want ice cream. But I was like, if the woman that I picked makes it and then wins, we do not get ice cream. But if anyone that you choose, they win, we get ice cream. So she gets excited, goes to the end. The woman I pick is there. And my daughter just gets super pumped up for it. And she's like, Excited for the show to start Gets anxious and she starts like Shaking her body around and just being silly But she is laying on her back And she kicks her leg up too far And her knee pops herself in the face So she starts crying And so we can't even watch The end of the show because She's crying and You know she needs consoling And so we take a moment and we talk about it and We watch the rest of the show and The woman I pick wins (laughs) So, double whammy, my daughter kneed herself in the face and then she didn't get ice cream. And so she starts crying again. Oh, we start talking about it. And, da, da, da. and then I explained to her because, you know, they show commercials during the show or in between. And so, gambling, fan duel, or whatever comes up pretty often. And so I mentioned, you know, if you would have lost in the scenario because you didn't get your ice cream, but you made a bet. That's how gambling works. You're asking questions about it. So here's an example. And so I give her the spiel. And so she gets it. And I said, so what I'll do then, since the prize was technically ice cream, you'll still get to have ice cream tonight if you can make if you pay for it out of your piggy bank. So she gets excited immediately, runs into her room, comes back with money. And while she's gone, I start thinking about it. And I'm like, man, when you pop yourself in the face, you tend to get a black eye. And so when she gets back... <laughs> She's putting her shoes on and we're getting ready. And I said, Now make sure you keep that ice because we have a little ice pack and I kind of put it on her face. And she keeps taking it off. And I was like, Just know that when you hit yourself in the nose sometimes, it makes your eyes black. So you might go to school with a black eye tomorrow. And so she puts her head down. She starts crying again. And I'm like, <laughs> We're going to get ice cream. Like you cannot keep being sad about this. And so <laughs> then I, you know, drew up, like we played, uh, we acted out a scene. And so I just said, Look. You can either be embarrassed about it or you can own it, and so I said, "Here's what owning it looks like." And so I took a uh, little—I think I was putting away the beans or something—and so I had the lid for the container. I just put it over my face and I walked down the corner. And I came back and I was looking at her, and she was like, "I said, you play your friend, I'll play you." So she's like, "What's wrong?" I was like, "Nothing." And so we just, you know, acted out this scene. And I'm just like, I said, "So if I was embarrassed, which you can still feel embarrassed, you should, but just." Talk your way out of it. Just let them know what happened. You're learning from it, right? And so she gets it and she's smiling. And I was like, oh, don't smile too hard. I don't want your nose to crinkle. And then it hurt again. And so she smiles big (laughs) and then she holds her face. So, you know, just trying to make a a positive light on it. And then we went to the store and got ice cream and she got that and went to bed. So (sighs) hopefully, fingers crossed, it's a W. But my, you know, my wife failed dinner-wise because the girls would not eat the enchiladas she made. And, you know, she purposely picked something that's like an alternative, so it's not as unhealthy or whatever the case. And so my daughters mm-hmm. immediately pinpoint what's wrong what's wrong with it because it's it tastes different or the texture's different. And so mm-hmm. you know, those joys of parenting where you spend money on food and then they to throw it away. So Yep. All around. <laughs> Losses all around, even with the wins. Yeah, the girls are on some bullshit where they're not eating
2: anything unless it's like chicken nuggets, which is exciting. Yep. Chicken nuggets or uh,
0: something from the pantry.
2: <laughs> well,
0: only good stuff comes from the pantry.
2: Dude, I, yeah, that's where all the snacks are. Yeah. But uh, Marley will tell me, he'll say, Daddy, I'm I'm hungry. I'm so hungry. I'll say, well, what do you want to eat? Um, I don't know. Say, well, you got to tell me what you want. Mm, something from the pantry. What do you want from the pantry?
1: Mm, chips?
2: No. Mm, Cheez-Its? No. Uh, applesauce? I guess I can get you an applesauce. <laughs> but, like, it used to, like, When she was like first getting her teeth and stuff and starting to eat, we were so excited because she just like, was like, whatever, just ate, right? But now it's like, she won't eat ground beef. She won't eat eggs. She won't eat, like, she won't eat chicken unless it's a nugget.
0: Like, she won't eat a hot dog. That we've been conditioned to just eat.
1: Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, Then...
2: Ruthie is uh, entering a
0: low key diva era. What's what does that mean? What is low key diva? Lo fi diva? Like she's... like it's not like she's not loud about it. She's it's and it's mm, yeah. I don't eat that. Ooh, sassy diva.
2: Yeah, but it's not like and I said. But yeah, but you ate this, you know, last week. Mm. Yeah, but that was so many days ago. I don't eat this.
0: Is past it. And I go, mm, yeah, you do.
2: <laughs> but yeah, that's. These girls. Hopefully, uh, young Christopher doesn't uh, take on these these traits too much. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah, right. Pick right up off of what they're doing. He's he's uh,
2: at the age where uh, he likes he likes just throwing food on the floor. not because he doesn't want it because he thinks it's hilarious and he probably then, definitely
0: gets a reaction
2: oh yeah but yeah. then um when loki is inside that's it. loki and him they're best buddies like <laughs> yeah just trip. Tri- tri- That dog, he's getting too
0: spoiled. Won't eat the dog food. Figure that out. Yeah, just... Well, he's a cat.
2: Little dogs aren't dogs, they're cats. That's worse. Let's... Like, I've never understood... I don't understand the appeal of owning a cat. Like I understand, you know, I have dogs. They poop, they poop and pee outside. About once a week, I go up and I skip, a, I, I scoop up poop and whatever. But like a cat litter box, if you're not on top of that, like every other day, your house smells like piss and shit. And like, when it comes to them eating, they're very, very picky. And their favorite food that they love for years, all of a sudden they hate it. And then, like they won't eat, and they'd rather starve than eat. So you have to go find a new cat food that they'll like. And
0: I think, I mean, cats specifically are like people who have cats and people who love cats and people who make cats their life they it is them conveying how they want to be treated does that make sense
2: well let me let me offer
0: a casual observation from someone who
2: uh at least once a week is in a pet centric area putting pet food and things away okay you can tell the difference between people who just have dogs who have cats and dogs and strictly cat people okay and strictly cat people uh tend to be more socially awkward Uh, usually have an odor about them and don't Necessarily respond to
0: social normative anything. Okay. And how does that differ from cat and dog people?
2: That's just cat people. Cat and dog people are like, yeah, I have a cat, but it's not my entire personality. And then dog people are like, I paid my dog, I like these treats. There's the same food we'd be getting for the last 112 years.
0: So it's low maintenance. Yes. So I think that it's just high maintenance on the middle on both ends. So only cat, only dog, the maintenance level goes way up. I think it goes higher for cat people than it does for dog people. But yes, in the middle, they're the same animal. <laughs> you treat them the same. Because you can't you can't have favorite kids. Why would you trade your pet why would you treat your pets differently? You have to love them for how they are. It's true. And that's whether I would say those kind of cats that like dogs and gets along with them or those cats that don't fuck with dogs. And so there's, you know, there's, there's people who have cats and dogs and those two animals do not mess with each other.
1: I don't know, man. I think I have a
0: favorite pet. (laughs) You probably have a favorite kid then. (laughs) No. Why is it? No, why, but, why would you have a favorite pet and not a favorite kid? Because my ducks rule. Because <laughs> they're simple. Because they're low maintenance, right?
2: Well, no, the one duck, Thomasita, has like human eyes. She's a giant Pekin duck. She's cool. You'll have to come over. I'll catch her for you. I'll bring her in. But she's cool. And it's like when she looks at you, she looks at you, and you're like. Nice. I understand. You know, like that's my sounds that's like, my sounds
0: that's, like a cat person, bro. No,
2: that's my buddy.
0: <laughs> but yeah, working, I don't know. There's working a, for Renaissance. There's a Center. couple of the chickens. I'm sorry. No, but working for Renta Center, what you're talking about awkward personalities and the and the odor. Check and check. Like I have experienced that for sure. I've experienced it to the point that not only did I did i need a mask and this is pre pandemic all of that stuff so masks weren't like you didn't care or you didn't bring it as a normal thing but like to where i held my breath before i went into a certain room and then came out like carrying furniture because the the ammonia smell is so thick and then like your eyes you feel it feels scratchy because it's so thick yeah like so yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that example for sure. Yeah. My, uh, I have a
2: friend who I who I won't name drop because he is no longer just a strictly cat person. He's come out of that. But when he was just a, a strictly cat guy, he was way
0: more weird. <laughs> <laughs> But why though? I don't know. So does that mean that yeah. cats are toxic? Like what are we talking about here? Well, like you get uh
2: what's it called? It's toxoplasmosis. Uh you're more likely to have toxoplasmosis if you have a cat. What does that mean? It's a uh, I don't know if it's a uh parasite or a virus, I don't remember off the top of my head, but it's usually something that people get when they are uh, around cats more often than okay. others. I'll have to look, I'll have to look it up. So, I mean, and I know if someone sees this, they're going to be like, man, I but like, no, it's a, it's a thing. I mean, and I chick, it,
0: I see those fancy, is it fancy feasts? Whatever those, whatever they have to, whatever the most elegant way to feed a cat is. When I see those things, it makes me laugh out loud. That that's a reality for somebody, and for, and like for an Instagram cat out there somewhere that they are served like we are at restaurants. Mm-hmm. That blows my mind. Blows my mind
2: not me
0: <laughs> i don't I don't want to be I don't know what's gonna come with that, but something tells me that that level of entitlement is not good for me to where you've got the time, energy, and attention to also the money to spend on a cat like that not me,
1: not I no sir.
0: Not I, says this guy. <laughs> yeah, that's... But dogs, like, don't feed your dog like that either. I don't want to shit on cat people, but I'm not a cat person. But, like, I have a friend who will name, remain unnamed who takes their dog to Dutch Brothers, Starbucks, all these places and gets them their doggy treats and has a routine and does it with frequency and it is a, it is a part of their character. Like, like if you, they're on a game show and they say, tell us about yourself. They're mentioning the dog, right? Like, mm-hmm. yep. So yep. good for them. No judgment. It's just not me. I cannot see myself doing that.
2: No, the closest thing I had to that was when Cleo was alive, my my basset hound. Yeah,
0: because that dog and I had been through some real shit together. (laughs) Are there? I mean, because you've seen those movies, like they make movies of like you know, like a Turner and Hooch, to where it's like Mm -hmm. that dog. If you because how can you be that tight with a pet and a person? Right. Like, that level of attachment, I can see with another human, someone you find, you know, however, however, whatever, whatever you're choosing, whatever you find attractive, like, I get that. But with an animal, it's, no, can't do it. Not in this lifetime. (laughs) Not under these circumstances.
1: No, no, sir.
0: So, like imagine, imagine meeting someone. Imagine, imagine being a single parent. Dating scene is hard, right? And then you meet somebody, you go on a date, you click, you guys connect, and then you meet their kid, you know, because you don't necessarily meet them immediately or soon. But like, you know that they have a child. And they know that you have a pet, and then those two worlds collide. <laughs> Can you imagine finding your soulmate online, and then your dog, your pet comes in between you—not your child, your animal. That makes me laugh. That that's somebody's reality. Yep. But I'm that's... guessing that they peel open their cat food very carefully, and they. <laughs> And they prepare it on a special plate and they serve it to them like a person. I assume that that's part of the deal.
2: Well, I mean, like um Cleo slept in my bed her whole life, but um Brit is not about that life. So she didn't anymore. Spoiled ass Loki does though. Cause he doesn't because he doesn't well Loki doesn't get in the way. I, Loki, I get
0: it. I get it.
2: Yeah, Loki gets in between my legs and doesn't move. Cleo is like,
0: I don't like you touching my dad. Move, bitch. <laughs> we do not allow our dog on our bed. It's the one place. The couches we've... He's up. Given up on? <laughs> like, I would prefer not just because he goes outside like that. But, um, you know, we have we have children, so there's going to be uncleanliness anyway but um yeah the bed no we don't do that yeah. so, so I,
2: I remember uh brit was when she got ginger she's like she's not a lot on the couch and i was like sure <laughs> yep like, i've 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 grown up i've grown up with all the dogs sure
0: Anything else you want to speak on this evening?
2: Uh oh, I had a, I had another former athlete hit me up the other day, talking about uh, wanting to get back in the game. Nice. And, uh, so I'm very excited about that. Um, the hens out in Florence are dropping eggs like it's nobody's business. We're talking like almost, it's 20, about 20 eggs a day.
0: Nice. It's wild. You guys are set. Yeah. (laughs) And then uh,
2: out here, we're pulling eight to nine. Counting the, the duck
0: egg. Yep. So have you found a couple few people to to hit you up for eggs regularly?
2: I do. I have uh, the one cat for sure at the preschool. Oh, come to find out that uh, uh, he is uh, also a Marine.
0: Where are we at? Where are we at? Very nice. So I mean, that's rad. I mean, that's. I see business owners that do you know veteran owned and all that stuff. So you're a veteran owned egg distributor, right? That's me. Use it, man. Isn't that what your service member discount is supposed to do for you? <laughs> <laughs> Give you some kind of kickback at some at some point. Yeah, I mean, I'll have to look. I'll have to look into what. everything entails but no, no i know you don't you're not trying to like business it out but um i'm glad I, I would
2: we'll see i would love to business it out but um i don't think it'd be sustainable at this
1: moment yeah
2: like the 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 loss to profit ratio right now is way too high to even justify The fees just to get the paperwork filed.
0: Yep. So. That makes sense. We'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah. Oh.
0: Did you have an opinion on the. uh, What is it called? The self emulation. Is that what it's called? I think like, what have you seen aside from the, video, uh, aside from him, your response to the community? I think it's a valid form of protest.
2: Um, I think it sucks that this, uh, airman felt the need to set himself on fire and die to raise awareness for something that we should all be behind and i think i think one of the hardest lines in this only narrative driven world that we live in is you can be anti-israel killing a bunch of kids and not hate jews you know what i mean i think that's something that uh I think that believing that you are against child genocide equates to anti Semitism is about That's as cool. dumb as trying to fix a rocket with a rock.
0: Um I've just seen I'm I'm starting to now see service members calling out other service members for not speaking out, for not standing up for him because all accounts from people who were close to him are that he was a good person, that he was a well-to-do person, that he was a positive person in, in these people's life, dealing with the struggles of his occupation. And so um, I think, like you said, you know, it's a valid form of protest and it's a sad situation that it had to come to that. But I'm equally disturbed by service members asking in a crowded place, why aren't people speaking about it or why is the narrative he was mentally ill?" Um, and then them getting kicked out of these spaces, which is akin to you know all of these rallies that we saw we see during election time to where they don't want to ha- have to deal with the tough questions. and there's no tougher question than that right now. This, you're, you're, everybody's also always thank you for your service um, this person set themselves on fire in front of the Israel establishment on U.S. soil and they won't even say his name they won't even acknowledge it and then when they do they use counter narratives in order to solely his name mm-hmm. so and I and think on one of the that, gri- the police officer who tried to shoot him Yeah, what the fuck was that? Who was posted up like he was going to gun down a guy who set himself on fire. I think one of the best things
2: that is happening, like... I All right, so speaking as a veteran, I am very pro having a strong defense force that is capable of offense, capable of great offense. I think that one of the best things that is happening in today's military, though, is that lower ranking, lower enlisted people are coming to grips with wanting to conscientiously object to dying for someone else's war that has nothing to do with the United States. So the problem with the Israel v Palestine is the United States has subsidized Israel so much that we've made it our problem. And it's going to get to a point where Yemen's tired of Israel bombing them. Jordan's tired of Israel bombing them. Fucking, um, Lebanon is tired of Israel bombing them. And one day, at least those three are going to be like, I think we should all put our shit aside for just a second. And then they're going to do Book of Revelation shit and go into Israel. And fuck shit up.
0: That's if they go into Israel. Because who is who is supplying all that weapon, all the weaponry? Us us. So who's to say that they're not that who's to say that the younger generation is not currently concocting the next
2: 9/11? Well, see that's the whole that's that too. That goes back to Ron Paul talking about CIA blowback. I mean, you can go find that speech on YouTube. Uh, I'm not even going to try and quote it because uh, I'll butcher it. But Ron Paul, probably the most fit, famous libertarian ever, he ever work in government, made it very clear and spoke on the United States and its secret agencies standing certain things up and then pulling support and then funding both sides of the war is what's causing blowback. And then, like, Rudy Giuliani got all pissed. Like, are you trying to tell me that the United States is responsible for 9-11? Yeah, pretty much. Um, pretty much. Like, uh, I don't know if I brought this up, but um, after the Al-Assad, not Al-Assad, after the Hezbollah attack, where they came in like James Bond spies and killed a bunch of people and kidnapped folks. Right. Yeah. I was talking to my grandma who was, you know, the preacher's wife forever and grew up in a very conservative Christian upbringing. And she was asking me what I felt about it. And I said, I, I think Israel has it coming. And she said, well, Jacob, um, you know, as Christians, we're charged by God to stand with the Jewish people. And I said I understand, and I am not against that. But I also, I also need you to know how a terrorist is made. And she goes, "Well, what do you mean?" I said, "Well, think about how's a terrorist made." And she goes, "Well, I don't know." And I said, "Okay, let's say you and your friends." come into my town, you see my house, and you kill everyone in it except me, or I just got lucky and lived. Am I going to like you? She said, no, I don't think so. I said, no, I wouldn't like you at all. Now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna find a bunch of people who you did the exact same thing to, and we're gonna get together and we're gonna talk about how much we don't like you. And eventually we'll have enough courage, we'll have enough supplies and we'll have enough guts and we're gonna find a way to hurt you back. And you're gonna call us the terrorist." And she goes, oh, I never thought of it like that. I said, that's exactly what is happening. I think it's in order for um, a Jewish person to take a house, there has to be, um, they kick the family out and then it's three Jewish people have to stay in that house for 24 hours straight and then it's their house and property. I think that's okay. So that's, that's something else that happens. There's people just getting their, Homes and ancestral lands and farms that they've lived on for five generations just taken from them like that on top of now, you have uh, the Israeli government saying, oh we have we have intelligence that uh, Hezbollah assets are here, and they fucking blow up a uh, uh a refugee site filled with women and children, again. Now, how do you make a terrorist? Whose fault is it? And and I'm not, and this is not me coming from a place of hate for Judaism or Jewish people. I'm speaking against a government.
0: It's wild to me to see people like, Signing the bombs. Yeah. And then, like, these men who are collecting lingerie and shoes and accessories from the houses that they bombed and that they murdered these folks and then drove them out. And then they're like, oh, I got these shoes from my wife's engagement party. like, And then they show the similarities between Nazi Germany and that genocide. And how starkly similar they are, and like, and if you bring earlier, that,
2: and, and if like you bring similar, that up,
0: oh, you're anti-Semitic by simply calling it what it is. So, yeah, everything that you're talking about, you know, it's um, it's, it's and then imagine. So take all those things, and now, the young man who set himself on fire was part of that he was there i hear that now there's that they that he had access to classified information right so he's like not only involved but he's in deep with it and so you want to talk about the mental turmoil turmoil that that would do to somebody who who otherwise to the people around him is well to do and that's your job it's just to and these people aren't even in uniform these aren't kid soldiers these aren't women in and children in uniforms with weapons. If they are, it's in defense. But you just see, you know, how casually they're just carpet bombing places. How casually they're striking these areas that they they are telling them to go to purposely to avoid any conflict. Like, how they're desecrating the bodies. And, you know, all of these things. And for the idea that they have the audacity to say that you cannot say that, you can't even talk about it, or you can't attach them to that when they are literally bragging about it on the other side, or they are cutting all communication so that way their devastation doesn't get out. The amount of power and resources that are involved and that are necessary in order to do that, the carnage that comes from that, how do you make a terrorist? to watch these mothers holding their lifeless children's bodies, to watch these fathers crying over, it's, it's incredible that anyone could have the conscience to try and sell a narrative in the opposite direction, then point fingers and call you the bad person for calling them out. So if you if that's what your energy is, then why would you feel bad calling a spade a spade it's not a heart that's not love that's a dagger bro Mm -hmm. so yeah we are watching in real time and we get it in instant replay high definition like it's not radio black and white two channel antenna TV right like Vietnam, imagine getting updates on Vietnam or being any of those soldiers and having to come back and deal with that like you want to talk about mental illness and creating terrorists and all of these things like Mm -hmm. how can we how can we consciously play the good guy pretend to wear the cape when that's what we're doing and we're doing it because of the monetary gain because of the control, the power grab.
1: Yep.
2: But then, what's even the monetary gain? It's like it's oh, potential it's monetary. But it's potential monetary gain down the road. You know oh, I mean, no. it's not even. No, 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 no. These.
0: Stock... Are you ta- oh, you're talking about the sale. Yeah. Stock key, Yeah. Nobody cares about that. Whatever happens at the end happens at the end. Arm sales. They don't care about that. They know what's going to happen, and so they lean into that, and that's where their sales come from. But no, they don't care. That's after the fact, dog. Or they'll book a trip out to Israel and quote-unquote see it for themselves. Yeah, dog. Awesome sauce.
2: I'm just... It blows my mind.
0: Anything else? (laughs) No. We are at fifty nine minutes. Oh, we did it! We told a funny story
2: and ended on a war's dumb. There we go. Yeah, we, go. we did it. Full circle. It's still sober. Fucking now we did now nailed it all. There it is. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you and thank you so much for listening to to the Sober Full podcast.
1: <laughs> hey! It's Warhorse! Do you want your workouts to look like this? Or do you want your workouts to slay? When Warhorse picks his pre workout, he wants it to slay! If you want second place, Go with somebody else. If you want to be a champion, go with royalty nutrition.